0: author and business coach Tony Richards. And here we are once
1: again with Better Than Before. Hello everyone, this is Tony Richards coming to you from high atop the Clear Vision Control Tower in Columbia, Missouri, broadcasting to the world. And so glad you joined us again this week. We got a great show for you today. We got a fantastic game of Would You Rather coming up. We're going to talk about Would you rather do this or would you rather do that? You've probably played that game in a car going somewhere on a trip. I'm going to talk about the month of May and some of the celebrations for May so you don't forget to celebrate, recognize, or donate. And then uh, our leadership lesson today, we're going to talk about uh, what listeners want to talk about. So I've got three questions that have been sent in. And if you want to send in a leadership question or make a comment, the email address is info i n f o at clearvisiondevelopment dot com or twitter and I'm on twitter at tony richards four and when you ask your question or make your comment, just use the hashtag better than before and so we'll have that. And uh, our third segment today for the leadership lesson. Also, I want to encourage you to go to clearvisiondevelopment.com. We've got some free downloads there that would help you a lot. My friend down in Costa Rica, Lisa Folger, downloaded our leadership teamwork guide. It's a free download, and she's using it in Costa Rica to teach one of her clients how to speak English which is pretty awesome. We have that. We have a leadership influence audio series that's absolutely free. I talk about the difference between legitimate and illegitimate sources of power and influence in your leadership. We've got a design guide that has backed up by neuroscience talking about when you design various pieces for your business, some rules and guidelines to go by so that people notice you more. And for those people who drop by and hang things on my door or put them in my mailbox, Please stop. Okay, so a lot of free things there. And you can also get the audio version of my book, The Big Idea, now available at clearvisiondevelopment.com. So May is here and it's upon us, and my allergies are very aware that May is here, especially in Missouri. It's Lupus Awareness Month. And I don't want to make light of lupus, but has anybody here watched House? Do you yes. ever watch the show House? It's yeah. never lupus. It's, that's his common diagnosis. It's never lupus. But we know that sometimes it is lupus, and we need to be aware of it. So National Barbecue Month this month. People probably can't wait to get those grills fired up. Some people grill all year long. It's National Barbecue Month in May. National Bicycle Month. Uh, Bill, do you still bicycle?
0: Yes, I do. Okay. And barbecue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And while bicycling, that's quite a trick. (laughs) Um, National Blood Pressure Month, you need to make sure and get your blood pressure checked. National Hamburger Month, which is just about every month for me. I went to the doctor once in Kansas City and had an allergy test done because after lunch, I'd get a headache and I'd take some aspirin and it would get worse. And so I'm like, what is causing this? Because I could eat a hamburger every day, almost for every meal. I love hamburgers. Turns out I was allergic to beef and I was allergic to aspirin. So I was getting a headache and getting uh, terrible feelings after eating the hamburger for lunch. And then I took aspirin and made it worse. So after being off of hamburgers and aspirin for about a month, it went away. And now I can eat beef about every fourth day. Uh, If you've never been tested for that kind of food allergy stuff, you really should do that. National Photography Month, uh, you guys are into that too. National Recommitment Month, so do you have anything you need to recommit to? Probably. Probably. This does not go with National Hamburger Month, but it's National Salad Month too. So for those of you who are not meat eaters, there you go. Have a salad. And it's Older Americans Month. So if you have older Americans in your life, show them the proper respect and honor that they deserve and do something nice for them. This is National Nurses Week this week in the month of May as there hardly anybody we appreciate more than nurses right Mm -hmm. okay so have you ever played this would you rather game i have not no okay good well you're going to play it now because this is my show and this is what we're going to (laughs) do okay so i've got some would you rather questions and i'm interested in the answers from you guys so here we go would you rather always be 10 minutes late or 20 minutes early 20 minutes early
2: 20 minutes early
1: Okay. Would you rather lose all your money and valuables or all the pictures you've ever taken?
0: I'll go with pictures. Yeah, you would
1: rather lose the pictures. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but you? I'd like to see my future.
2: Mm, I don't think I want to see my future.
1: (laughs) So you'd rather see 10 minutes into the future of somebody else?
2: Yeah. Is it everybody else or just one person? Anyone. Anyone.
1: And who's that going to be?
2: I don't know. I just don't want to know mine, and it's only ten minutes. If it helps
1: you, I can tell you what I'll be doing
0: ten minutes.
2: <laughs> so I get both, is what you're I saying. Guess. Okay, I'll take the ten minutes into well, I'm mine. I'm curious,
0: why wouldn't you want to see?
2: Why is it ten minutes? Is the question I have. <laughs> like I know what I'm doing. Do you 10 want minutes. me to change
1: it to twenty or
2: like maybe ten years? I could see maybe ten years in the future to see what's going on.
1: All right. Would you rather see into the future of yourself or someone else? Myself. Someone else. Okay. Would you rather be famous when you're alive and forgotten when you die or unknown when you're alive and famous after you die? Unknown. Yeah, I'm with Whitney. You'd rather be famous after you die? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't want the paparazzi.
1: Okay. Would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do or get away with something horrible you did but always live in fear of being caught?
2: I don't even know how to answer that question.
1: (laughs) I
0: was thinking the same thing. Wow.
1: Well... I know what I would say. I'd rather b- live in fear of being caught. Really? Because I don't want to go to jail.
2: Oh, uh, that anxiety, though, for like however many more years? That's
1: Yes, but I can control that. I can't control what's going to happen to me in jail.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: I can control how I think and feel.
0: Well, how horrible of a, a deed are we talking? Well, something horrible, it says. If it's killing someone, then I think I would rather go to jail <laughs> okay. than
1: live with that. Yeah, that's okay. I could go with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> Although I would to protect my family if I had to. Here's another one. This is going to be a tough one. Would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child or accidentally be responsible for the deaths of three adults? Adults. Yeah, adults. Would you rather your shirts always be two sizes too big or one size too small?
2: Well, I live in the one size too small already, so I guess that's (laughs) where I would choose.
1: I don't mind one size too small. I'm good with that. Okay. You know, there's always the dangers of loose things, you know, so Mm -hmm. when you wear clothes that are too loose, you fool yourself into thinking you're smaller than you are. So when your clothes get tight, it's like a "Eh, eh, a eh, push away the pie. Would you rather live in the wilderness far from civilization or live on the streets of a city as a homeless person?
2: I already know Bill's answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've been
0: talking to Whitney about moving to Montana.
1: Okay. So I'd probably also live in the wilderness. Um, would you rather the general public think you are a horrible person but your family be very proud of you or your family think you're horrible and the general public be very proud of you? Hmm.
2: Mm, probably my family not, or my family think I'm a horrible person just because it, I don't have that many family members and at some point it'll just be me and the public. So... Rather than like me later?
0: I'm with you there.
1: Would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted or in the real world? I like the real
0: world.
2: I don't know. Sometimes that sounds pretty good. (laughs) But yeah, I think still the real world. Can I go into the virtual reality just sometimes? Maybe?
1: Oh, I like that.
2: Yeah, a little bit of both.
1: Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying people? Alone
2: annoying people
1: would you rather never use social media sites and apps again or never watch another movie or tv show
2: i could give up social media today
0: i think giving up social media is fine
1: what is the app you always have to double click your phone and close because it's eating up all your energy on your phone
2: probably the weather for you
1: weather app yeah you
2: um instagram
1: I would be banking probably at the banking app. I use more than anything else. Then probably the stock market app. Then probably I'm ashamed to say Facebook because it's always dinging me, mm-hmm. you know,
2: I deleted the app off my phone just so that way I would stop checking it. And now I go to the browser to go check it instead. <laughs> so that didn't work very well.
0: I could do that, maybe.
2: But at least I don't have the notification because the little red number it always drives me to click on it.
0: I've never loaded the Facebook app onto my phone.
1: So you're not going to be able to do the dating app now. <laughs> Facebook's coming out with a dating service.
2: What? Yes. I didn't know that.
1: You bet. I read that, too. Yep. So, hey, Farmers Only, you ain't going to be the only. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. I have not heard that before. You have not? No. I've never heard of that You never watch TV, do you? Not uh, broadcast or cable. Oh, they're pretty heavy on TV. FarmersOnly.com. Well, we are in Missouri. Yep. Okay. So... When we come back on Better Than Before, Andy Lyons, my good friend from Boston, will be here to talk about coaching startups. It's Entrepreneur Content Month here at Clear Vision. So we're publishing things on entrepreneurism and business on our blog. We're tweeting them out on our Clear Vision account and also on our Clear Vision Facebook page. And Andy knows a lot about entrepreneurism, especially in the startup world. And she'll be here to talk with us next on Better Than Before.
0: Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: You're listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards. I'm excited. I got an outstanding guest today to talk about startups and business. An enthusiastic and experienced entrepreneur with an MBA and four successful businesses to her credit, Andy Lyons is the founder and chief startup officer of Startup Life with Andy Lyons, where she coaches startup founders while providing free tools and resources to do-it-yourself entrepreneurs launching, branding, and building their businesses. She has a podcast of her own called The Startup Life Show with Andy Lyons. Her earlier companies include Venture Back College Broadcast, a broadband media portal with over 50,000 viewers per day, Goddess Granola, a gourmet food product Andy took from recipe to manufacturing, branding, and distribution in 27 states, and Bring Back Desire, a website devoted to sharing tips, tools, and resources with couples seeking more love and intimacy in their relationship. She loves sharing her startup wisdom as a volunteer mentor at local nonprofit accelerator program E for All, MIT's Launch X and Mass Challenge. I'm so excited to welcome the always effusive and delicious Andy Lyons to the podcast show today. Good morning, Andy.
3: Good morning, Tony, and good morning, listeners. I'm so delighted to share this moment with you. And in the startup world, we're all about the possibilities, not the guarantees.
1: That's awesome. We have been friends now for, I don't know, five, six, seven years.
3: That's right.
1: Met on Twitter and Andy's just always happy and excited and full of wisdom and knowledge. And as you can tell from her bio about a broad range of subjects, I want to talk to you a little bit, first of all, today about you live in Boston now. Yes. Where did you grow up, and what were the what were the surroundings that you grew up in?
3: Well, I grew up in a New England, Southern Maine, Massachusetts town, middle class. Always jumped into the city, but I was very typical post World War II middle class life. So mom stayed at home, dad went to work. Girls were taught how to do home ec and things like that. We were certainly encouraged to go to college, but nobody was talking about what do you want to do with your life? What's your career? What floats your boat? So it was, you know, horseback riding, golf, tennis, um, (laughs) then skiing, lots of skiing. So that's how I grew up in that environment.
1: That's awesome. I think when we met, a few years back, you were right in the middle of doing your romance advice and and that sort of stuff. What kind of got you going on that?
3: Well, all my businesses came to me and called me to them. You know, I didn't set up one day and say, oh boy, I can't wait to go into food manufacturing. Let's do this. (laughs) It came to me. Same thing with the college broadcast. And then bring back desire. Who talks about that? Nobody wants to talk about that. But I've been with my darling man for 32 years. So I understand, you know, two children, and all the vicissitudes of life that can throw a relationship off and intimacy is really what you want with your beloved. But how do you do that? Day after day, month after month, year after year, and not become roommates instead of lovers and stay tuned in. So I screwed up the courage, much to many of my friends, like what you're doing? Yeah, I heard a lot of gasps, but I did. I felt really called to do that and be the bold one to put it out there for any age, really. It's about deepening your own knowledge and having more vulnerability and intimacy in the relationships. So that was a fun experiment of a business. It really served a lot of couples as well as singles out there. And it taught me everything I needed to know about online branding because I launched it in early 2011. And so I had to learn all the platforms and it really helped me cut my teeth on such a difficult, taboo topic. And not only was I able to brand that really well, Bring Back Desire, but I also was able to keep my personal professional brand going online. And so I felt so grateful for the business and in the spring of 2014, I Kept seeing folks online giving awful information to people launching businesses. It was driving me crazy. And I said, well, look, I got to fix that. I'm going to start my own. Yeah. <laughs> and then I launched. I you know, first went with Possibility Partners and then I morphed it into Startup Life to have a better, stronger brand.
1: Well, like a lot of us who do this kind of work, you uh, have a podcast, you do speeches and presentations, you work with clients in your practice, you volunteer at Accelerator Programs. What's your favorite thing to do? Would you rather work one-on-one with somebody or would you rather speak to a large group?
3: Well, as much as I love sharing the Andy know, in front of a great group of people, it's the one-on-one that has a true ripple effect, Because my ability to dig in, roll up my sleeves with the startup founder, it changes their lives. Whether their business has the outcome that they hope for or not doesn't matter. They are changed for life. They will go on and do whatever, do another business. This business could work out great or go back to working for someone. And they are a better person. So I feel like it not only helps them, but generationally the ripple effect from one-on-one working.
1: I feel like I'm that way too. You know, I'll have people from time to time say, you know, where can I see you speak? Why don't you speak more? And I I do my share of speaking during the year. But my favorite thing is working with that CEO and their executive team and spending a day or two with them working on strategy and execution. There are plenty of speakers out there, I guess. I just enjoy the one-on-one relationships.
3: Well, and you know, Tony, I wished I'd had me with my businesses. So I always tell my clients unlimited emails and texts because I know how scary their life is and how filled with uncertainty it is. So for them to be able to reach out to you know, a strong, stable force who completely understands what they're going through, that is also more fulfilling for me.
1: Now, why coaching startups? You know, there are a lot of different kinds of business coaches out there, and not very many of them work specifically with startups. How'd you find that as your thing?
3: Well, I've always loved the startup model, the launch brand and build that business. So I knew I wanted to do that. But what came to me from volunteering at eForAll was that I prefer working with the underserved, underrepresented, and certainly underestimated startup founder. And that's the person who has no resources. They don't have the pedigree degree, which in my neck of the woods, you know, Harvard, MIT, I mean, it goes on forever, the smarty pants degrees around here. And they don't have the connections. One of the things I had to do in order to be able to work with this type of person, which I just love doing, is I had to change My business model, I had to lower my fees to something that could be slapped onto a credit card and not hurt their financial condition because the financial condition of a startup, someone who has all those necessary ingredients but not all the outside sources that many other startup founders may have, they can't afford the $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month typical consultant fee. I lowered mine to five hundred a month. I asked for you know a three month commitment, but you know we can put it on pause. We can end it any time. And boom, I mean my roster became filled immediately. And with exactly the type of people I wanted to work with, I get so excited for these people who are working full time often, or have just been laid off or have had something in the back burner they've been wanting to do. And they go, "Okay, I don't have to do this alone. Andy's going to help me.
1: (laughs) You've worked with all these different kinds of startup people. What's a definition of a leader in a startup? What kind of attributes do you need to have in order to be pretty successful?
3: Well, first of all, investors will say they'd like to see a founder market fit. But you know what? I believe that you can be coming into a whole new market that you've never been in. But if you have that level of tenacity and resilience and you are able to stay flexible, meaning as you start to prove your value proposition, you get feedback from the market or the customer saying, "mm and you have the flexibility to pivot. You find a way to be really comfortable with a high level of uncertainty and you love problem solving. And you have that innate understanding that you don't know the answer right now, but you're gonna figure it out. It's true driver abilities. And finally, the ability to sell the vision. I don't care if you've come up with the best new tech gadget for mankind, humankind. If you can't hustle that, It's not going to happen. So I look for those intangible ingredients in a founder because everything else you can learn. You can learn how to grab that business model, manage it, tighten it up, do the numbers, get the great team on board. All of those things you can be taught, but you have to have that innate ability that you are not going to stop.
1: So, in the last four or five years, we've been hit on television with all these shows revolving around startups trying to get funding, like Shark Tank. There's the one with Butch and Rooster. There's the one with the restaurant people who are looking for the restaurant people to give them advice and fund them. So, in the process of watching a lot of these TV programs, you see all kinds of interesting businesses. What's the most interesting business someone came to you with?
3: Well... The folks who have come to me and are in beta stage, I can't actually talk about them right now, okay. but a phenomenal company that I had the pure joy to be their team coach and mentor through e called Invisaware. These two kids coming out of UMass Lowell, she, the female founder, has a double degree in engineering and computer science. He's engineering, top of the class, but all of 22 years old. And they came up with this smart safety jewelry concept that was outstanding. I mean, the minute I met them, my eyes lit up and I said, oh, yeah, this is great. So, Invisaware is a beautiful either locket on a necklace, very small and discreet, or on a keychain or a bracelet that you can hit twice if you are in trouble. So, you don't have to wait to dial 911 on your phone. It will automatically ping off your phone. And it will go right to 911 and you'll have on your app chosen the family or friends that you want to know. So you could be traveling somewhere far away from your family and be in trouble and they're alerted but they may not know where you are. Well, it bounces to 911, who knows exactly where you are based on the cell tower that you're closest to. It is a wonderful device. Wow. I highly recommend everybody go to invisaware.com and check it out. So exciting. And these kids, very humble backgrounds. And of course, they don't have the, any long-term work experience. They're fully funded. And they hustled to make that happen. They went through the EforAll accelerator, then they went into the Mass Challenge accelerator, and then they did a phenomenal crowdfunding campaign as their go to market strategy. And they should be delivering, I think, uh, early July.
1: Wow, that's fantastic.
3: So good. And the nicest, I mean, I just say the best manners (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Lovely, lovely founders.
1: That's very cool. Now, I'm a faithful follower of you on Twitter, and I go to your website quite a bit, a faithful reader of your blog and some other things. And one of the things I've always found interesting that you say is most plan A's are proven wrong. What do you mean by that?
3: Well, first of all, you hear people say, burn the bridges, the ships, do this, you know, forget plan B. That's crazy. Entrepreneurs are known for coming up with great ideas, even in the shower, and they think it's the best thing that's been created since sliced bread, right? And then, given we're entrepreneurs, we're gifted at rationalizing anything, and reality can become distorted. That's why you have to have plans that you are flexible with until you find out who wants this product. So there's 26 letters in the alphabet. Be ready to come up with plan B, C, D, E, F. You do not care. As long as you have that desired outcome on the horizon that you're trying to get to, you can take many routes to get there and many plans to get there. And as a good friend of ours, Blair Glazer, always says, innovation is an iterative process. So it takes different iterations to get where you want to go.
1: Blair is a great thinker also. Working with all these founders and entrepreneurs, what's a common mistake you see?
3: I just spoke to it. Value proposition. Again, a lot of founders come up with a great idea. They get the prototype. They go into beta. But the only people they're talking to are their family and friends who are all going to say, yeah, I love it. Woo. That doesn't mean anything. You have to do the blind market surveys and studies and get the data from people who don't know you, don't care about you, and are not even in the marketplace. And you find out through a good, solid customer survey who and what are they going to want with your product and prove your valuation your value proposition before you get to market, it will save you so much time and money or you'll be pivoting into plan B, C or D based on the feedback you get. But it'll be market feedback because I always say marketing without data is like driving a car without a steering wheel. You've got to get the numbers and the data to prove You've got a good idea.
1: The amount of people who can come up with a business idea are plentiful, right? Right. Not so many people can actually turn that idea into a business model. There's a big difference in sitting in a bar and having an idea on a napkin and then actually making it a viable business.
3: When I see companies pitch, Tony, um, and I go to a lot of pitch events and it's really one of my sweet spots is pulling together pitch decks especially my techies, they just love their gadgets. Oh my gosh, are their incredible apps or their incredible idea? And they spend so much time talking on the problem and the solution where the most important part of your business is the business model and your ability to execute, your ability to understand what customer acquisition is, your ability to understand what, how much runway you have before you run out of money. All of these things are so important.
1: So I've got a great idea, I've got a business, I've kind of got it started up and I've got a plan. What's the most important thing on a day-to-day that I'm gonna have to master?
3: Well, along with psychologically getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and uncertain (laughs) most of the time. Yes, yes. You've got to know your cash flow. You've gotta have your 12-month cash flow projection with you every day. You've gotta see how the money is flowing. You really need to know your numbers. And to me, that's one of the most important tools that you have as a founder to help you manage your business, even if it's seed money that is floating the boat until you can start generating revenue and start selling your product. You've got to know that form, not an income statement, not a balance sheet, a cash flow projection. This is where you're looking every day at what you're going to do and how you're going to do it.
1: Now is InvisaWare your most fabulous success story, or do you have another one?
3: Within my group, well, I've got you know, I've got a great food truck guy who was at Comcast for 17 years in customer service. And the company moved their customer service from Massachusetts to New Hampshire. And for those who couldn't make it, they had a nice little six month package. And he chose to take that six month package. Here he's at home with kids, right? He took a real risk and he created a food truck, a Cuban food truck called Empanada Dada. And when he hit the ground running, it's been cash flow positive ever since. And he delights people everywhere he glows with his food. And so, you know, a company just doesn't have to be something big and fancy. It can be something interesting and um, and something just local. Local is good.
1: Gosh, I love that story. You got all this Andy-liciousness. How, how do you maintain such a positive outlook?
3: Well, first of all, my nature is I am a flotation device. So when I get down, I bob back up. But that said, to get myself jazzed for the day, Tony, I love to listen to music that just gets me rocking and rolling, whatever you know, tune that is that just sort of goes, whew, I get my body moving, I do inspirational readings and a ton of gratitude statements running your own business just isn't easy okay and mindset is going to get you further than anything if you can find ways to feel great about your day
1: hey one more question just specifically for you doing what you're doing now what what's the one thing that maybe you don't enjoy doing but you had to learn to love it in order to get you to this point in your,
3: oh boy. your journey I am terrible at sales you know that was something as a business owner, I had to learn to do and it's, you know, this is your idea. This is your product. It's even harder than selling someone else's. And I had to get really comfortable. I was okay at selling the vision with investors and team members. But when it came to actually closing the deal, I really had to work at that. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest at it. But that's a skill set I had to practice at.
1: I'm going to uh, preach at our listeners here for a second about the benefits of coaching. Coaching is for people who are good, and it's for people who have good ideas and they need help. You know, the best in the world always have coaches. People tend to think of coaching as the last-ditch effort to try to save an idea or save a person. I look at it the other way. I look at it as if you've gotten to a certain point in success, you need a coach to help you take the rest of the steps and only professionals use coaches. So you coach startups and Mm -hmm. startup founders and startup businesses. So I'm sure you believe that as well, that people do better if they have coaches.
3: Well, do better. They're going to get there faster because they have someone holding them accountable, someone who's giving them unbiased feedback. So it's not a friend or a family member or a colleague.
1: Obviously, they need to put your name on the list. But if someone were looking for a startup coach, what kind of things should they look for? What kind of advice would you give them? How do they vet somebody if they're looking for somebody to work with?
3: Well, I think you, first of all, have to feel in alignment with the person. Like this is somebody that I can trust, that I have faith in who's gonna help me. And so that, first of all, is very, very important. But in the business world, I wanna make sure you founders look for someone who has the nuts and bolts business chops to make you focus on the business model. So many people are out there about positive affirmations or they focus so much on marketing. Marketing is not enough. You have to be able to do every part of launching and branding and building your business and you need to focus on the data and the business models. So make sure they're not just all talking about how you feel.
1: Such great advice. All right, I've got a list of standard questions that I ask every guest who is on Better Than Before. So are you ready to run through my list of 12 questions here? You bet. Best memory that immediately comes to mind for Andy Lyons?
3: Hiking in Ojai Valley with my husband.
1: Number one hero in your life?
3: Same thing, my husband. What does he do? He is a renowned energy storage expert. Wow. So he works for Canadian Solar and in creating wonderful energy storage deals. What's the top
1: value you subscribe to?
3: Enhancing. So I just naturally run up to somebody. Whenever I see someone, I see something special about them and I tell them.
1: Most important person in your life? Me. Your favorite thing? Laughing. Your favorite food?
3: Oh, I got stuck on this, Tony. I like everything. Okay, crusty, hot out of the oven bread with lots (laughs) of butter or olive oil.
1: Right on. Most beautiful place you've been to.
3: Ohi Valley.
1: If you could describe success in one word, what would that be? Fulfillment. How do you want to be remembered?
3: Ah, she had great energy. I love being with her.
1: Advice for a younger you.
3: Focus on being in business, baby.
1: What's your favorite sound? My husband's voice. Wonderful. And what's your best lesson you've learned?
3: Just say no. Set boundaries.
1: That's great. Anything <laughs> else you want to promote or tell people about?
3: Well, I'd love to share with people, you know, when you're starting a business, sometimes you've got to raise money. And I have a powerful pitch deck for investors. I want you to check it out. It's on my website, andylyons.com It's a wonderful one-month service where I get you a pitch deck ready to go. You can Pitch your business to investors when you only have three to five minutes. We do a one-page business plan. It's a wonderful one-page business snapshot for investors, and it really prepares you to raise money, whether it's 100 k from family and friends or a million plus from angel investors, or even higher for venture capital. It's an important part of helping your business move forward, getting the capital you need. So check it out. It's $750, and you get 30 days of unlimited email support and coaching with me, plus two 45-minute coaching calls.
1: So if you've just started a business or you're thinking about starting one and you're in a startup phase, check out Andy Lyons. She's got the ability to quickly identify winning strategies, effective resources, and creative solutions that'll work for you and your business. Andy, thank you for being on today.
3: Oh, Tony, I cannot tell you how honored I am. It was so great when you pinged me at my favorite bar, Twitter, (laughs) and invited me to join you. Yay! And, And thank you to listeners. Keep going. It's always about the possibilities.
1: You bet. I'd like to thank Andy Lyons for being my guest today. If you want startup advice, she's the queen and a lot of Andy-liciousness. When I come back with Better Than Before, I'll have this week's
0: leadership lesson for you. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com.
1: Welcome back and to wrap up today's edition of better than before. This is the segment where I do a leadership lesson for you. And I love it when it's participant driven. So you have the opportunity to send in questions at info at clearvisiondevelopment.com. You can email us at that address, or you can tweet me at Tony Richards for using the hashtag better than before and give me your comment or question. So here's the first question today. This person says, What is the shape of the perfect leader and does he or she exist? You know, I heard somebody say one time that there are three rules for creating good leaders and unfortunately nobody knows what they are. So this is a very common question about the perfect leader. I just typically shy away from perfection because it's impossible. So I don't know that anything could ever be perfect. Vince Lombardi said, if you strive enough for excellence, you will as close to perfection as you'll ever get so I think the key is what does excellence look like and I think that's why good leaders are always trying to improve themselves through self-study training education mentorship mistakes are a good way to learn and then you learn from those mistakes you make adjustments you move on one thing I always look for in people is continual improvement It's a red flag and a big warning buzzer in my head when the same mistakes keep being made over and over and over. And most of the people who are around me or use me as a coach know that I'm really quick to pick up on patterns. And when I see those patterns where the person is not making the adjustment, not doing it differently, not moving on, it's a warning sign in my head. So I think excellence means that You're always trying to shore up those weaknesses, make those adjustments. You know, a few of the things that good leadership has that are striving for excellence would be having a clear vision for the future. I think leadership provides direction. So if you know where you're going, you can clearly communicate and demonstrate to those around you where the destination is. People typically don't fear point A, And they don't fear point B. They fear the ambiguous middle. And so if you can give as much clarity around that as you possibly can on the way to point B, that's helpful. I think the ability to encourage followers to jump into overcoming challenges when you start breaking it down and you start encouraging them by saying, what's the worst thing can happen and giving them permission to fail, I think is a good thing. A love of self-improvement for themselves. I think that love of self-improvement makes people good coaches also. The best coaches I've ever seen are people who like being coached. So if you don't like being coached, it's going to be very difficult for you to perform in a leadership position where you have to coach others. And then finally, giving empowerment to followers to get things accomplished. I think being able to delegate with confidence, allowing for some deficiency in skill, They're not going to do it the same way you'd do it. They're not going to do it as good as you would do it. You just have to be patient and allow them the leeway and permission to get better. And we know that you get better through repetition. And the more times you do something with concentration and focus and sustained effort, you typically improve. Next person says, does a leader need to be motivated? How can leaders maintain themselves to stay motivated? Well, this is one you hear quite often when people say, I just can't motivate that person. Well, that's right. You can't motivate them. That's because they're already motivated. And intrinsic motivators usually are in the form of six, six different ways. So people are usually motivated theoretically. They're motivated utilitarianism. They want a return on investment. They're motivated by aesthetics, the environment around them. They're motivated by personal power. They're motivated by empowering others or they're motivated in a traditional sense where they're motivated by rituals and the status quo. And those are six ways that are the most common sources of energy and motivation inside people. And those are all intrinsic. So, in other words, those motivations come from within So the reasons you go to work and enjoy it is because you get a great deal of satisfaction in one or two of those six areas. Extrinsic motivators, which is what I think people are saying when they say they can't motivate somebody, comes from the outside. So what they're saying is I've tried X, Y, and Z externally and the person doesn't go for it they don't get excited they don't pick up their pace they don't get more engaged and those sorts of things and those are usually seen like one of the reasons Um, you go to work is you need to make a living in order to survive. So that's an extrinsic motivator. You have to live in this world and you need external funds in order to survive, have a house, have food, do some uh, discretionary things you'd like to do. So you have to have intrinsic and extrinsic motivations, both set properly and everybody's not the same. So sometimes lazy leaders don't like this because they'd rather treat everybody the same and do a blanket across the board but you have to actually go individual by individual because what turns on one person and gets one person excited extrinsically and intrinsically is not the same for another person i think good leaders set and achieve goals and so they have a healthy balance of both those extrinsic and intrinsic motivators. So I think that answers the question about being motivated. We'll do one more here. Does every manager need to be a leader? I've taught on this for years, and I have the list on my PowerPoint slide of manager and leader, and they're very different. All good managers are leaders to various degrees. Not all managers are display all leadership traits and the reason is because you need managers to carry out uh, leaders visions and what i would say to that is leaders leaders are more people oriented and managers are more stuff oriented so leaders inspire people and managers manage things and you have, to, you have to keep those in order. So you can't lead things and you can't manage people. You have to lead people and manage things. For example, Howard Schultz of Starbucks had a vision of 2,000 stores by the year 2000. Did he go out and build those 2,000 stores himself? No way. He had to inspire people to see the vision, follow the vision, and inspire other people to develop the Starbucks way of doing things. But he also had to have other people to manage the logistics, the materials, the schedules, the projects for the 2,000 stores. So you have to have leadership tools on your tool belt you have to have management tools on your tool belt and you have to know when to use each tool for what situation when you start using a management tool on a person they don't like to be controlled and organized and and manipulated however things have no problem with that so if that helps you so not all managers have to be good leaders and not all good leaders have to be good managers but you have to have both whatever ratio or balance you come up with the company or organization has to have leadership and management present you know a ceo can't be the sole leader of an organization there's just too many leadership tasks and too many management tasks that has to be accomplished and they can't do it all themselves If you've got a question for me or the show, you can send it in info, I-N-F-O at clearvisiondevelopment.com or you can tweet it at Tony Richards for hashtag better than before. Well, that wraps up today's podcast and your weekly leadership lesson. I want to thank my special guest, Andy Lyons, for being on today. We learned a lot about entrepreneurship. We learned a lot about startups. If you're a startup who is looking for a coach for your business, I would suggest contacting Andy. And uh, we also played the game, Would You Rather? So it's always a fun game to play with your friends. We'll be back next week with another episode of Better Than Before. And don't forget, until I see you next time, everything gets better when you get better.
0: Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards